Though where loose change makes something of itself deal. Because only at McDonald's can a stop at the toll booth turn into an impromptu breakfast stop. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? It's hard to beat any size McCafe iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. But pairing it with the new cheese danish is a good way to try. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Direct-to-Video Connoisseur Podcast. This is Matt here, uh, stream, er, uh, recording live from the City of Brotherly Love. Always wanted to do that, City of Brotherly Love. Um, you know, my wife and I moved here to um, actually into the city. We were living in the suburbs before. Um, but yeah, since the last podcast, it's been over a year since we moved here. It's probably been like 18 months since the last podcast. So I guess before I get into talking about the movie and everything, I probably should, you know, describe the hiatus why why you know why I haven't, I haven't been around for a while um it was never a conscious decision it wasn't like I uh, woke up one morning and said hey I need a break from the podcast I need a break from the blogging I can't I can't do any of this anymore um, it was it was more like one of those things where you know take a couple weeks off from the podcast um, next thing I know it's a month next thing I know it's three months uh, next thing I know I, it's it's a year it's uh, 18 months um, I, I can't believe I lost that much touch um, I finally got in touch with, with Jamie again my, my podcasting partner she's been married in the meantime so belated congratulations to her on her wedding um, which happened I think almost a, a year ago at this point as well um, or, or you know a good a good amount of time ago um, but yeah it wasn't um, you know one of those things where I just decided to take a break it was that um, you know my personal life was becoming overwhelming my uh, my work life was becoming overwhelming and the next thing I knew um, sort of uh, you know it just you know took a week off took two weeks off like I said um, you know I, I think um, it, it just the next you know just sort of lost track of it all, um, you know. So I'm hoping to kind of get back into things now. Maybe just start with the with the um the podcast, um the blog itself. Um, same thing happened with the blog. Um, you know, everybody knows that the domain name I used to have was um mattmovieguy.com. Um, just because I, I felt uh, when I first created the Direct to Video Connoisseur um, back in 2007, I can't believe that um this May is going to be 10 years since I started the Direct to Video Connoisseur. I don't know if I can call it an anniversary because um I haven't been consistent. It hasn't been con- uh, contiguous 10 years of the blog, of me posting, of me putting up content. So I don't know if I can call it an anniversary, but um you know 10 years ago um, I created the Direct to Video Connoisseur with this idea in mind of this this you know wanted to sort of a, a tongue-in-cheek deal with me as this. Um, um, Alistair Cook-like character, you know, imagine me with my ascot and my pipe watching Dolph Lundgren movies, right? That was the whole idea of the direct-to-video connoisseur. It's not that I'm I'm some snob guy, but a joke of, of being that person, right? That, you know, I'm watching 
you know, direct video, uh, direct video films on PBS and discussing them like they're great art. Um, sort of that idea, create that joke. Uh, what I realized, of course, not long into it, is that um, connoisseur is not an easy word to spell. Um, it's an easy word to make typos on, and um, it, um, you know, it, it, if you don't know it, you know, and I started to notice um, when people were searching for the blog, they were spelling it all kinds of different ways. So I decided, well, what if I create Matt Movie Guy? What if I get the domain Matt Movie Guy? That'll make it easier for people to find it. Um, and of course, what happened was um, I had to pay for this domain every year, which it wasn't a lot. I think it was like 10 bucks a year. Um, but um, in the, the, the period of time that I had the domain, um, I had one credit card, which of course, you know, every credit card has an expiration date. My bank sent me uh, the new card, um, and I never updated. Um, the, the company that had my domain that I was paying for, I never updated my information with them. I would just go in and just pay it. And of course, when I went dark, when the blog went dark, um, when I wasn't keeping up with everything, of course, I also, you know, they tried to hit my bank account and realized that it was declined, you know, because that credit card doesn't exist anymore, right? It's, a, it's a, the same credit card, but a different expiration date. Um, when they hit it, hit it for that and found out that, no, there's nothing there, um, they emailed me on my Yahoo email account, which, of course, I haven't answered in, uh, again, maybe, maybe you know, 15 months or so. It's been forever. So I wasn't checking that either. Uh, one day, I just thought I would go look at the blog over the summer and um, got some kind of random crap about, you know, wine coolers or something like that. Realized I had lost the domain. It was over. Um, now, Simon, great friend at the um, uh, Explosive Action, uh, he reached out to me a couple times, and I feel really bad because I didn't get back to him as soon as I probably should have about that. But um, he said, hey, what's going on, man? What's going on with the blog? And um, I told him, I said, you know, oh, I, you know, I don't know. Um, we, you know, we lost it. I, 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 I wasn't paying for the domain. Um, and so I had to go back in myself and actually change it back over. I had to um, go into um, uh, the blogger and um, stop redirecting it, right? So it's no longer redirecting. It's just um, it's just uh, going to dtvconnoisseur.blogger.com. So that's what the, the URL is now. Um, I still have to go in and change the archive page. The archive page currently sits at... Um, um, on you know all the links are, are for Matt Movie Guy. So anytime you click a link in the archive page, it's going to take you to uh, that crap site about wine coolers or whatever. Um, so that's no good. Um, and then um, uh, the 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 links on the the uh, Hall of Fame list, um, those links will take you to that that Matt Movie Guy. So I've got to get rid of those. Um, but if you actually if you go in under the tags, um, the tags have updated uh, because the tags um, page is something that's created by Blogger. So, um, so that's, that's, those are good. Um, and then from there, you know, I don't know, um, you know, I, I'm going to have to go in and fix all of that at some point. Um, and I, I hopefully will soon, but I think I'm going to now on keep it at the blogger URL, just because, um, if this ever happens again, and I can't, you know, I don't, I don't want it to happen again, but you know, it's already happened, you know, at least twice in the 10 years that I've had the blog that I've uh, of a time. Um, I don't want to lose it again like that. I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to, um, just keep it there. Keep it at, um, at dtvconnoisseur.blogger.com. That's where you'll find everything for the blog from now on. You'll be able to at least go in and check out the old posts, and hopefully I'll start making some new ones in the meantime. Um, but yeah, so so why don't I, you know, kind of get into things, start talking about this Deadpool movie here. Um, and so, yeah, so let's, you know, get into... Deadpool. Take a look at Deadpool. And I guess the, the reason why I wanted to talk about Deadpool is one, I, I, I saw it recently. Um, it's a movie that I, you know, a character that I've had some history with. Um, 
and and you know in watching the movie I was like boy this could be a good podcast episode um, and one to maybe get me back into things um, obviously I want to do some more DTV stuff coming up um, both on the blog and here in the podcast and there's plenty of stuff out there um, which I'll talk about a little bit more maybe tease some some future projects I've got going on but you know once I looked at Deadpool I thought you know Deadpool is one that I would like to discuss and the blog does have a history of looking at comic book movies whether it's DTV comic book movies or you know I used to do those ones where I'd look at the bad comic book movies right like Superman 4 and um, uh, Catwoman, you know, some of those those bad comic book movies we also took a look at before. So, um, you know, why not take a look here at Deadpool and see what it's about? Um, now, again, my history with Deadpool, um, I... What makes Deadpool interesting for me versus some of the other comic book characters is, you know, we think of Spider-Man, think of Superman, um, you know, even Wolverine, Punisher, ones like that. They all were, you know, they, they all had their first appearances and were established, you know, before I was born, before I was really reading comic books. Um, and and Deadpool's different in that Deadpool came out, you know, when I started reading comics, you know, I remember his first appearance. I can't remember if it was New Mutants 100 or a couple before that, but I know it was at the end of the New Mutants run. You know, Deadpool had his first appearance, Cable had his first appearance, and then, um, you know, then the comic changed to X Force, and Deadpool would make these appearances in there, and he was just such a cool character. I mean, we all loved him, and um, you know, he just kind of grew over time. Now, at that time, he was more of a villain, right? I mean, he was a cold-blooded killer. He worked for this, this. Um, crime boss named Tolliver, um, you know, he, he was the kind of guy that you didn't, you know, you, you didn't know what he was going to do, but I, I, at that time, there was a lot of us, you know, like, really liking baddies, um, you know, Venom had, had taken on a, a kind of a cool edge, we liked him, and Deadpool was one that we really liked, I think everybody gravitated towards him, and I think his, his stock only grew, um, now, of course, he was created by Rob Liefeld, and I think it's uh, Fabian Nicisa, or I, I don't know if I pronounced that right, I probably missed it, but um, the thing I always remember about Rob Liefeld is um, at that time, Levi's was doing these 501 commercials. It was like, uh, what do you like to do in your 501s, right? And it had all kinds of people doing cool things, and one of them was Rob Liefeld making comic books, drawing comic books in his 501s, and I don't think they used any real characters, any Marvel characters, because right? I don't think Levi's had the right to use them, um, but I just remember how cool I thought that was, like, oh man, there's a guy that I know, you know, he draws comics that I know in a Levi's commercial. It felt like comics were going mainstream on some level because at that time they really weren't, right? You remember the movies at that time. Um, other than the early Christopher Reeves Superman movies and then suddenly, you know, Batman had taken on a new turn with the, the Tim Burton Batman movies. Um, but even that was starting to change as we got into the 90s, right? That was, um, they were, they, were, they were coming to the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, which people didn't like. Um, and so, you know, comic books were not what they are now where it's like every summer three comic book movies come out and they expect to make a quarter of a billion dollars in the first week. Um, that wasn't what it was. And so, you know, this idea of Rob Liefeld being this guy, and then, you know, I can remember some of the other comic book guys, you know, Todd McFarlane doing Spider-Man, uh, Jim Lee was doing uh, X-Men at that time. I remember he, they, they, they launched a new X, X-Men comic that he was drawing. Um, a lot of really great guys and uh, a lot of great talent. And then they all shipped over to, to Image, right? Because they, they didn't like the fact that Marvel had control of their characters. Um, and so there was that, that mass exodus to, to Image, and suddenly all of these comics, they felt like they were bereft of talent. Um, it was a very interesting situation at that time. Um, and, and Deadpool was one of those ones where I was like, oh, what's going to happen with him? You know, because, you know, suddenly, you know, the, 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 I, mean, I, mean, I think Fabian Night Caesar stayed at that time, but Rob Liefeld was gone, and there was a sense that the, the, the the direction wasn't going to go in this, you know, where we wanted it to. 
Um, and of course, I just I, I got older, slowly kind of faded out of comic books. Um, I did kind of get into the comic book, the Deadpool comic book itself, when he had his own comics. And then, you know, I got a little bit older and I had a little money, and I remember seeing that there was a Deadpool comic that he had launched his own, and I was very interested in that. And so I bought some, uh, read them. Um, it was very, you know, I was in my early 20s at that time. I'd kind of been drawn back in. Um, at that time, he had turned into a bit of an anti-hero character as opposed to a villain. Um, and, and I think that's what, you know, maybe that's what the, 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 where the transition that was going to happen. You know, I think for Marvel, whenever a bad guy gets a following, um, they have to turn him into something of a good guy. I think they did the same thing with Venom, um, that, you know, we're, we're supposed to hate the bad guys, right? I think even, even Magneto sometimes would be, sometimes he'd be a bad guy, sometimes he'd be a good guy, um, you know, depending on what they needed him for. Um, and but 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 Deadpool made the full switch, right? We needed Deadpool to be a good guy if he was going to have his own comic. Um, but they always tried to keep that edge that he had from the earlier, you know, for those late New Mutants, early X Force comics that we always remembered. Um, so so that's where I came into this film. Um, now, of course, um, before we get to this film, right? There was the first appearance of Deadpool in the Marvel films, right? Which we remember was the uh, the Wolverine film, where he wasn't really Deadpool, right? He was played by Ryan Reynolds, which we all were expecting that. Yeah, that's great. Ryan Reynolds should be Deadpool, right? But he was like some kind of amalgamation, wasn't he? He was like part Cyclops, part Wolverine. Um, I don't know what else. Um, it was a really strange thing, and everybody was really upset. I think everybody was very disappointed by that. Um, and fortunately, this film was written to at least write those ills. Um, now, I was curious. I actually looked it up online because I, I was curious to see what Rob Liefeld felt about this film, and he actually gave it the thumbs up. He endorsed the film. Uh, this was the movie that he wanted for his character, for his creation, Deadpool. So I think that was good to see. Now, of course, was it the movie that I wanted, right, as a fan? I think as a fan, um, we still have a say, right? You know, you think about... Um, the Star Wars Phantom Menace, how many Star Wars fans were disappointed in that film. We had a say, we had a right to be disappointed in, in the Phantom Menace, even if it was Lucas's vision, it was what he wanted, we could still be disappointed. Um, and, and so, you know, there's still a part of me that could have been you know, disappointed with this Deadpool film. Um, I, I think, you know, again, they did write some of the wrongs. I mean, in the comic books, I was un under the impression that Deadpool's power was given to him by the Weapon X program um, because he had cancer. And they gave him Wolverine's healing power to heal himself, and then of course his face became disfigured because his 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 cells kept you know um, healing themselves. Um, but the character had cancer, right? That was the whole idea. It was a Deadpool before that when he was Wade William uh, Wade Wilson? He was he had cancer. He was a mercenary who had cancer, um, and so this was supposed to heal him of his cancer, give him Wolverine's healing power, and it just was his cells healed themselves too much that he was disfigured. Not the same here in the movie. In the movie, he does have cancer. Um, he's dating Vanessa, who uh, we remember from the comic books, right? She was a, a bit of a mercenary herself, and um, she remember she infiltrated X Force, pretending to be Domino. Um, we don't really get any sense of that here. Um, we get a little sense at the very beginning that she might be someone who could defend herself because she defends herself when a guy hits on her. Um, but beyond that, she just serves the part of damsel in distress, which we'll get into later on. Um, but um, you know, he gets he you know he falls in love, he's getting ready to marry her, and he finds out he's got cancer. So um, instead of the Weapon X program, though, some guy recruits him for this other kind of program where um, this villainous mutant guy named Ajax, um, uh, I guess named after the floor cleaner, because um, it, it was an Ajax, the soccer team, so he's the floor cleaner Ajax. He, um, he's doing some kind of experiments where he tortures people until they get a mutation. 
really strange. So I guess that means that Deadpool's a mutant now, as opposed to somebody who just was in the Weapon X program and, and had that happen to him. Um, so then the mutation happens after so much torture, um, and he is disfigured. So he was doing this whole thing to cancer so he could go back and be with his love, Vanessa, and now he's disfigured, and he can't go back to her because he's so embarrassed because, uh, you know, he was Ryan Reynolds. He was the hottie, right? You know, he was... He was his face was, was what was supposed to get him there. Um, so now he wants revenge because Ajax told him he could, he could fix his face, which no, isn't the case. Um, so it's, it, it's part revenge story, part love story. Um, and I, I think it just it, it continues to follow that same old uh, damsel in distress trope. You know, it, it, I mean, it, this could just as easily be Lethal Weapon with Mel Gibson making all the jokes and him chasing after the girl who's been captured at the end and he needs to save her, um, or, or whatever movie that you want it to be. Some Douglas Fairbank silent picture um, in the in the 1930s. It's just the same old thing. Um, and so then I guess that's the key. If you're going to just do the same old story, just the same old, you know, ultimately boil it down to the same old damsel in distress thing, does it have anything else to offer? Um, it has a very early, like, really great um, action sequence that happens on the highway. I think highways are great for action sequences anyway. I'm always a, a fan of those. Um, and this one definitely doesn't disappoint. Um, and, and so Deadpool is, is kicking ass. He's like just destroying people, um, and just, you, know, you see carnage all over the roadway, and then Colossus shows up. Um, I don't know where Colossus, I don't know what made them decide to bring Colossus into this X-Men, um, and he shows up, and he's there to, um, I guess, recruit Deadpool, uh, which was kind of a strange construct in itself. Um, he's there with a, another mutant, which I'd never heard of before. She must have come along after I stopped reading the X-Comics, um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, which is a great name uh, in and of itself um, and um, she's just a teenager who um, I guess has the ability to um, you know create explosions or um, I, I'm not sure exactly how it works with her but anyway so they he she's like in training I guess and Colossus takes her along for this I think a better construct would have been is instead of making Deadpool a mutant just go with the old storyline that he's a weapon X who turns on the program and he's out there causing all this carnage and Col Colossus is like well I gotta go stop this you know and he goes to try and stop it and that's where the conflict comes in um so so there was that part of it um you know I I think the, the parts of it that, that you love, Ryan Reynolds does have the humor part down. Um, the jokes were good. Um, you know, George Michael had just passed away, and uh, when I saw the film, I saw it like maybe a week after he passed. Um, and the things about Wham, I loved. I loved um, you know him talking, telling Vanessa um, that he, uh, um, what did he say? Like he had the the Make It Big album. He said the Make It Big album was the one where Wham earned their um, uh, Wham earned their. Uh, their exclamation point. Uh, I thought that was a really great line. Um, you know, so there was a lot of that kind of fun stuff in it um, that, that I enjoyed. Um, but, you know, I think when you boil it down to just, you know, that damsel, I, mean, I would have liked a more creative storyline, I think. I would have liked um, something with a little more intrigue in it, um, something that had a little bit more going for it. Um, I think you, you still have this trope of, of, you know, not just damsel in distress, but also this trope of woman loving guy who looks ugly, you know? Um, it would have been nice if it was the other way around, you know, make the, the, the woman ugly and the guy have to like her because society seems to care more about women's looks than men's looks, I think. And I think, again, that same trope of, oh, the woman, she just is always sacrificing for a guy, and she doesn't mind that, that he's disfigured. She's going to love him anyway. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm tired of those kind of things. I think that, for me, is, is useless. And, and I don't know that we even needed it. We didn't need this to be a love story. This could have been any number of other things. Um, it, it didn't need to be that. I was trying to think of some of the films that it could have been. Um, you know, I think with Deadpool, um, you know, even though I loved that amazing um, action sequence on the on the highway, I think the action sequence later in the film, that the, sort of the denouement um, finishing uh, part, I think for me that was a little bit too Marvel summer blockbustery for me. Which you know, it's like I've seen this before. Um, you know, great. You know, you've got you've got very talented people on computers spending 16, 17 hours a day uh, making these things look nice. Um, but that's, that's what it is, you know. Um, from somebody who grew up with, with Hong Kong films, grew up with PM Entertainment, grew up with Canon, where you had real stunt people out there on the line and you had real things getting blown up, um, it, the computer stuff, it, 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 there's a, it has a, a bit of a breaking point for me. And, um, so I think that was a bit much. I think, you know, I would have liked more of... of you know, just some more close quarters action, more close quarters fighting. Um, you know, I, I think something a little different, you know. Um, you know, I mean, thinking of the stories that this could have been, um, you know, again, he's a mercenary. Um, you know, I like the idea of a Yojimbo-type film with him, um, Deadpool working that angle instead of, a, a you know, and I mean, maybe Yojimbo has been, been, you know, done to death as well, you know, so, you know, maybe you don't want to do that, but it would have been a little more creative than the damsel in distress thing, um, you know, if maybe you have two crime bosses, right, that are, um, that are paying for his services, and he's creating unrest between the two of them, that would have been something really cool, and you still could have had that m- amazing action scene, you still could have had Colossus in there saying, like, hey, I'm gonna try and stop this, this Deadpool guy from causing all this shit, um, that would have been good too, um, so there, there was a lot that I think that they could have gotten a little more creative with this story. Um, I think they could have played a little bit closer to the the original, um, the original origin. I think they could have they could have done some of those things a little bit more, um, and I would have liked it better. Um, but overall, I think it was it was a pretty decent film. Um, you know, again, I, I'm woefully behind on these Marvel flicks. Um, I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen any of the Captain America ones, any of the Avengers. Uh, I, I think the last Iron Man one I saw was Iron Man 2. So I don't know in comparison um, how this one shapes up. Um, I, I think, you know, Ryan Reynolds definitely does it in that sense that he's, he's funny um, and, and it's good. Um, you know, Colossus, I liked having him in there. I would have liked maybe some more of the Marvel Universe in, in the film. Um, I think that would have been nicer, just a couple more characters maybe. I know they teased that the next one's going to have Cable in it. Um, that'll be good. Um, I, I'd like to see what, what they do with that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that they're going to keep working it and, and they're going to keep making this happen. But, um, you know, when I think of those old X-Force comics that I read uh, a long time ago, they did some really cool things with Deadpool. And, and that's what I want to see. I want to see them take it to that level. Uh, make him be that guy that the 12-year-old me was just so giddy whenever I would, you know, you go to the, 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 the newsstand or wherever you bought your comics and, you know, see Deadpool on the cover. Like, oh, he's going to be in this issue of X-Force. I can't wait to open it up and see what's going on in here. And, of course, you know, read it as carefully as possible, right, because I'm going to put it in a Mylar bag with a cardboard box, uh, backing thing and, and stuff it away because I, I expect it to be worth something someday when 
you know, I don't even know what happened to those comics. Those those comics are long gone, um, and I don't think they're worth anything either. I think I looked at a wizard one time and found out they're not worth anything either. So, um, you know, I guess you can get them anywhere still. Um, but that was it. And, and it is kind of crazy to think that these these things are. You know, I think Rob Liefeld said the film came out 25 years to the day of Deadpool's first appearance. Uh, it's just crazy to think that all that stuff is that long ago. Um, and it just, you know, this, this idea that we're just getting older, I don't, I don't like to think about. I don't like to think of things that I remember growing up as being 25 years old. I'm, I, uh, as I always joke, I'm, I'm becoming classic rock, right? We're all becoming classic rock. We don't want to think about that. And so um, I think if you asked me in 1991 what I would have wanted for a Deadpool picture, um, you know, who knows what I would have gotten in 1991 because we knew what Marvel films were like back then. Um, they weren't anything like what, what, what we're getting now. Um, don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I, I like the Punisher um, film that, that Dolph Lundgren did was much better than the newer Punisher that they came out with. Um, better than a lot of the, the Marvel films that came out. Um, by the same token, I, I mean, Captain America didn't do so hot, even though I like that one. I love Albert Pyun uh, as a director, of course, and I, 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 I know I like what he was trying to do with that Captain America. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, in 1991, what, what, what would Deadpool have looked like? What, you know, can you imagine Deadpool as a you know, PM Entertainment flick or a, a Golan Globus flick in 1991. Um, that could have been amazing. That could be, you know, up there as one of the best DTV flicks of all time. Um, and, and I, you know, thinking about what they could have done with something like that, how amazing that could have looked um, versus what we're getting now. Um, you know, I don't know, I mean, Jeff Wincott as Deadpool? I mean, that would just be, just thinking about that in 1991, just gives me goosebumps to think about how great that is. So I, I shouldn't talk about what I would have wanted in 1991 for a Deadpool flick, but um, you know, having to wait 25 years for it, um, I, I think, you know, I don't know necessarily if I was waiting for it necessarily, but you know, the fact that it came out 25 years later, um, you know, it, it's it's good. It's you know, I, I think for something to live up to that kind of a hype, um, it's not always going to. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was the worst thing ever, but I think it it could have been better on some levels. I think again, when you're just doing damsel in distress, I think it it, it is tired, and it does seem like easy writing. And I I think overall, I think that that maybe is what, um, what what disappointed me, if anything, about this. All right, so just about wrap this up. Um, I guess you know maybe talking about the future of of the the direct video connoisseur. Um, you know, I, I was on Netflix recently. There are a lot of doll flicks now, a lot of Steven Seagal flicks up there. Even guys like Gary Daniels have new ones. So there's a lot of stuff in there that I need to dig into. Van Damme's got some new ones. Um, I want to get in there and start looking at what, what's going on. I started watching a doll flick, um, Kindergarten Cop 2. You know, not sure we needed a sequel for Kindergarten Cop. Um, not sure that, it, you know, I've, I've started watching it. Not sure if it's really that good. Um, but that might be the next one that I do a written blog post on. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm using some new podcasting software here, so we're going to see how it turns out as I, as I work with this. Um, but yeah, um, you know, hopefully, you know, at least have some kind of not, not regular content, but at the very least semi-regular content um, so that, you know, keep things a little bit accurate because, you know, everybody out there, I've really appreciated the support that I've gotten for the blog, even while I've been away. Um, I've noticed people have still been downloading the podcasts over that time. Um, so people are still discovering, um, the DTV connoisseur. So 10 years later, um, it's nice to see, you know, that we're still doing this. Um, and I'm going to try to get it back in, 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 in on track. Um, again, I think, I'd be doing a disservice to everybody if I said it's going to be our 10-year anniversary because it hasn't been 10 years of contiguous work, and I think 
everybody I think maybe deserves more of that. I should have been at this a little bit more and, and, and stuck with it more. And I think looking back on it, I mean, we could have been who knows how many films at this point if I'd been doing it regularly, even just doing one post a week. So uh, hopefully we'll get back to something like that in the near future. Um, again, if you want to reach out, um, the Facebook page is a really great place to, to reach out. You can always comment on a post there. Um, I don't always catch the messages, but uh, you know the comments usually I get an email about those. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on Tumblr still, on Twitter. Um, you know, I don't again, I don't always get notifications for those things, but I try to reach out. Um, the the Yahoo um, DTV connoisseur. Uh, email address. I have again. I, I I I went in there today for the first time in a while, but I haven't been in there much. So if you're someone who wants me to review your flick, you're probably better off going to the Facebook page, me messaging me there, um, and I can see about reviewing your flick for you. Um, you know, I like to get back into doing submissions as well because that that was something that I always loved was when um, uh, artists would give me their flicks. I would try my best to be as, as down the middle about it as possible, but um, you know, I always liked that they were trusting me to take a look at their film, tell me what I thought, and you know, being able to be honest about somebody's real work and try to get the word out about it, even if I wasn't a fan of it, to get the word out uh, for someone who's really trying to make it, as opposed to something like Deadpool, which the, the word's already out, right? Um, so definitely want to do more of those flicks. And there are some in the past that, that Jamie and I did podcasts on that I want to do written reviews on. Wolf Cop is one of those. So we're hoping to do more of that, some of that stuff coming up here soon. Um, so, so yeah, so that's where we leave it. But um, again, you know, thank you all for the support. Um, again, I apologize for being gone for so long, but, um, you know, hopefully this is the start of, of a new beginning or, or is getting back into doing something at least semi-regular. So, um, you know, again, thank you all very much. Um, again, I I'm, uh, appreciate all the support and, um, you know, hey, hopefully we'll be back at it soon. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.